welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome to part three of this week's talk show for talkers. You're very welcome, as always, Toastmasters, would be Toastmasters listeners and friends. We have Mr. Jer Mannix, Program Quality Director of District 71 here in the UK and Ireland with us. And he's staying with us for this segment. But I'm going to hand over the metaphorical baton to Mr. Paul O'Mahony. And Paul is going to talk about, well, further information or about online meetings. So I'll hand you over to Paul. Jerry, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Good evening or good afternoon or whatever time of day it is. And Can I just ask you? The world you're into, good afternoon, good morning. Yeah. I think this is about going to be the longest one-to-one conversation you and I have ever had. Um, because uh, you and I uh, probably first ran across each other in, in Sheffield, I'm guessing, at the Steelhaven uh, District uh, Conference. And we have met a few other times since then, both at the Cork Conference and at a number of trainings. But I've never managed to have much more than a cup of coffee with you. Isn't that right? Even if we managed that, while we were kind of floating in the corridors or stuff, we, we'd kind of uh, say one or two words and how you're doing. Not, not how you're doing, but we, we'd be talking about different constructive things. It wouldn't be just how you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I agree, Paul. There's one thing about you. There's one thing about you that I've always wondered, and I think I'll ask it straight up front. Do you prefer to be called Jared or Jer? Which is your preference? It's grand either way. My mom always called me Jared, and my parents at home, and my family, and some of my family call me Jared, but that's open. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to follow in the footsteps of your good parents and call you Jared for the rest of uh, our lives together. So, Jared, look, you um, said yesterday on the show that it was way back in 2010 that you first heard of Toastmasters or that that was the first time that Toastmasters began in Tralee, 2010 or 2000 but that you joined in about 2010. Isn't that right? About that, yeah. yeah. I joined in 2015, and I'd like to explore what, what you know about what happened in Toastmasters in the lead-up to the decision that Toastmasters International took to permit the existence of online clubs. Now, I'm fascinated by this. The history of online clubs hasn't yet been written, were you in any way aware that there was such a possibility way back after you joined? As far as I know, Paul, and I could be, you know, contradicted on statistics, as far as I know, there are 57 clubs online in the whole world. And I know that there are two within my domain that I have accredited with club officer training as part of my duty. I'm very happy to do that. But, you know, they were always abreast of what I was kind of in my normal duty. I never understood why people did it or where they needed to do it. I never asked the people involved. But, you know, the one thing that has happened and that has graduated from that 
is that there have been a harvest of people that have supported us now in the current need for online clubs. Would I have ever predicted that there would have been online clubs? Never in my least dreams. Would I like to have, if I'm elected to be district director next year, my goodness, I don't know whether I ever get to bed with all the district, with all the online things all over the whole globe. But anyway, I, I'm not too worried about that at the moment. Yeah. Well, I hope so I answer that question well for you. Yeah. 16,600 Toastmasters clubs in all and 57 of them online was such a phenomenal statistic that I said to myself, you know, how did it come about? And it was about 2015 or 16 that the decision was made centrally in Toastmasters. I'm still looking for to have a conversation with someone who was involved in the process because there would have been people who would have been in favor of it. I presume there would have been people who were against it. There would have been some uh, class of conversation among the directors, the board. And I wonder if you know anybody who you could recommend as a good contact who was around at the time. It was agreed as a policy in, I think, 2016 that online clubs would be permitted. What I'm wondering about is, where would I find somebody who knew about what went on in 2014 and 15 when the matter was first discussed? You're a far better scholar than I, so I turn that over to you totally to research that. And like my great comment on that is that I think people wanted to search out, you know, go beyond, you know, their own comfort zone, find out other clubs, communicate with people in New Zealand. A lot of it has been in North America from the clubs that I do really know. And I must really commend those people that have done it. They've done a strategy. Like, okay, like the two things that don't really favor Toastmasters is an online club. And the other one is the one that's attached to university and the board won't come to me. But anyway, that doesn't make a difference uh, in that there will be honorary clubs. That doesn't bring any revenue into Toastmasters. And from that point of view, they're not going to be promoting it. Now, one of the documents, if you really read it and go back to it, there's a word that's called must. When all this is finished, okay, all the dilemma that we experience in the world at the moment, there is a must that we do return to our in-person meetings. I, um, I was in touch with Ted Corcoran, who briefly said to me that he was really ever so keen that the face-to-face -face experience at Toastmasters would not be in any way put aside in the future? Hopefully not. Well, the face-to-face -face experience has been with me on contests, on webinars, on different regional and international situations, and it's been excellent. Currently, there have been four clubs that I have, four clubs that I introduced one night to the, the whole system of 
getting online and just being comfortable with it. This evening later at eight o'clock, Listol Toastmasters, which is just a new club since last April, 11 months old. And I had two text messages from mature members in that club that they'll wait until all this is over. You know, I personally did a phone call to them. I got a text from them, but you know, a text response to me wasn't good enough. I just created a situation where we're going to tonight have a Toastmaster meeting in Listowel. It's going to be for 40 minutes on the cheapy, cheap Zoom, and that's fine. We'll just have one lady, Brenda Pierce, doing, and she's an excellent speaker, doing topics for maybe three or four topics and let people respond to that and integrate and feel the whole thing and that people are not threatened. One of the phone calls that I made, oh, my wife will help me. And I said, God, that's great. You know, and let's, you know, we're at a situation where we're at a new learning curve. Oh, goodness me. When I came, every duty that I do in Toastmasters, every moment I, I, I'm aware of Toastmasters, it's a challenge. And I tell you, there's no better person in all this district than to give me a challenge than Paul O'Mahony. Well, I tell you what, uh, we live in challenging times that are uh, envelop us all. Uh, the people in every part of District 71 are living through a challenge that none of us wanted. I wonder, Jared, when you joined the district leadership team in the first place, you had no idea that your leadership would be stretched in such a context. None of the district leadership team who signed up, put themselves forward, who got elected, had any way of anticipating that you would find yourself leading through the most seismic situation anywhere. Tell me, how, what kind of emotions not yeah what what has it been like as an emotional experience for you and if you want to tell me what it's been like for other members on the leadership team uh paul i don't do worry i have been a surgeon okay and i deal with situations as they do present and i've got to deal with situations categorically incisively and informed and we work on that. Uh, with regard to, is that the greatest time to be coming in as a district leader, if I am elected as a district leader? But I humbly acknowledge the support that I always get from lots of members throughout the whole district. And I sincerely miss that handshaking Killarney. Sincerely miss it now. Because our personal communication is necessary, number one. And our kind of quorum, our camaraderie and different things that we do. We'll have things online like the council meeting, elections and stuff like that. Who's going to get there? Who's not going to get there? And all that kind of thing. I need quality to answer your question too. Am I skipping through some things that you want me to answer? No, you're perfect, Jerry. You've been the most fabulous guest. I think what you've revealed most of all to me, just speaking for myself, is how fortunate we are to have a man 
in the leadership team who treats emergencies with the mindset that you have and who values so much the Toastmasters tradition of support and respect and basic love for each other that matters so much that will get us through all of the changes that this awful virus is causing. Thank you so much for talking to me so gently and so authoritatively. Ladies and gentlemen, do join us again tomorrow when we will be hopefully uh, talking a bit more with Mr. Germanix and I will be sharing some little secrets about speechcraft and speech making. Look forward to seeing you then. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.